Two grown men having a phone conversation about heartbreak, loss, bad friends, hurtful women. Our host, Greg Hughes, drives in the rain with one of the ways ladies screaming out clear verbal direction to his destination. Our co-host, Carl Ruiz, the mad Cuban, hashtag fat Batman, alone in his creepy cabin somewhere in New Jersey, awaits his guest. A little small talk, car troubles, weather shit, a heart-to-heart in the rain while driving with a GPS monitor on, mind you, vaguely given the coordinates of the creepy cabin. Now you might be asking, is this gonna suck? Well, yeah, but not because it isn't good. This is a great episode, really honest, funny, gay in some parts, not in a happy way, more like in a Gilmore Girls way, or a dude singing an Alanis Morissette song, a karaoke gay. That's all I got. So let's take that drive with Mr. Greg OBUs as he depends on a ways girl for directions to Carl's Creepy Cabin on OB Radio. Good morning, Lamb Chop. What are you doing? The podcast has begun, my brother. Why are you talking slow like that? Did you have a stroke? <laughs> my car had a stroke. Oh. I'm a little stressed out. I I, uh, I got a flat tire last night on the Cross Bronx Expressway. And now I'm competing with the uh, the ways as I try to podcast with you. You doing a little podcast to Rudy? I'm podcasting as I drive with a brand new tire. Oh, what a fucking nightmare. I rimmed it all the way home last night. No shit, bro. Well, you know the Cross Bronx Expressway. It's the worst road in America. You know that, right? It's easily the worst road in America. It fucking, uh, it's a truck route. It's a worker's uh, route. So all sorts of shit falls off uh, trucks all the time, causing numerous flat tires every single day. And uh, the Opster was a victim last night. Nice. A little victim. And uh, I watched my uh, my tire pressure go from a sweet 38 right. all the way down to 18. Nice. Four-wheeling, four-wheeling <laughs> uh, PSI. And I wasn't going to pull over because it is the Cross Bronx Expressway, which is also one of the scariest roads in America. So, right. so I rimmed it all the way home, and uh, I got my tire fixed uh, just a little while ago, and now I'm uh, off to Carl's Creepy Cabin. Drive straight after a quarter of a mile. Uh, got a big day today, brother. Uh, we got a big day. I got to get Carl up to where? ESPN? Yeah, we're going to Bristol, Connecticut. Please drive straight. Oh, this ways. I know where I'm going! Dude, relax, bro. You're screaming at a computer like a, like a snowflake. I'm cleaning up the cabin. I threw a little party poo. <laughs> I saw your Instagram live. That was a hell of a party. It got good for me. I don't care about anybody else. You took another one down? I'm, oh, man, I'm a, this, this town is in complete upheaval. <laughs> Carl, Carl is loaded for bear, and he's taking out bear left and right. Dude, all you hear is the, is the blowgun. <laughs> Carl in a small town being divorced is... Uh, Wow, that that is a hell of a party. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh that, my god. That's hilarious. I saw your Instagram before you turned it off. And you were giving dance lessons in the backyard? 
I put on my shit kickers. I got these rubber boots when it gets muddy. Yeah. And it was getting smoky in my house because everyone was smoking cigars. So I used that as a as a literal smoke screen. I'm like, why don't we go outside and do a little uh, saucy poo? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. So I, ha- I have this little Bluetooth speaker. I put it on the tree. Yeah. We're just Mark Anthony it up. Oh, beautiful. Good for you, buddy. And, and I kept like I kept my back to the light. Yeah. So that way, if there was a bear coming, I would just throw her at the bear and run back <laughs> inside. <laughs> <laughs> there are bears up there. You, you're crazy. There's giant fucking bears, man. There's yeah. giant bears. And you're giving um, dance lessons in the backyard. How, how are the bugs, though? The mosquitoes must have uh, taken there was you guys no, out. There was no bugs because it just uh, it, it was just drizzling. Right. So if it's drizzling, it's just beautiful out. Uh, all right. So now I got the... They're going to come today, but tomorrow they're building a fire pit in the back and putting strings of lights because this is going to be party central. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, so, do you, what do you mean? You're setting the backyard up for for parties now? Yeah, just like I'm going to start barbecuing. Once it gets a little cooler, right? you know what I mean? And all the animals go to bed. Right. I'm going to go. I guess we're doing the podcast with me, you, and Waze. They just, right, that's fine. It, it that just, Waze don't bother me. It just popped in again saying uh, bare left. Finally. Finally, someone famous on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to have your A-lister friends on. <laughs> I, I drive so many people nuts. Oh, my oh, God. Everybody. Everybody. People that you don't know, you drive nuts already. Whatever. Whatever. Get over it. I already got my okay for my Super Bowl tickets and everything, so I'm all set. Atlanta, baby. Wait, you're going to Atlanta? Yeah. I went to Minnesota last year. Right. And in a company called Bullseye. Yeah. It's like the, the promotion company. They're like a big sports company. One of the dudes calls me and goes, dude, just to let you know, here's your codes and now you're all set. We will not have another Super Bowl without you. You partied 24 hours a day. You kept everybody going. I said, all right, I'll see you there. Wow, good for you, Carl. How good is that? That is real good. Already locked in for the bowl. Who do you think is going to be in the bowl this year? I can care less. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in Minnesota. I, I, I must have made 300 people take a knee. Let alone football players. <laughs> oh, Trump's not happy with Carl. Everyone uh, around him ends up taking a knee, two knees. Uh, <laughs> and, I don't care. And then they're all then they're over a bowl for the rest of the night. Uh, <sighs> I, I was taking people out. I had people lost out in the snow in Minnesota. I, I showed no mercy. Super Bowl is like New Year's Eve. Right. So there's not a lot of real Super Bowl, like football fans, because they can't afford it. Yeah. So it's just a lot of, like, very wealthy people that just want to go want to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't give a crap about the game, most of the people there. That's what's yeah. so sad about the Super Bowl, because the real fans get shut out. Oh, my God, the tickets were thousands and thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just... And I'm sorry. Oh, it was awesome. I, but it's awesome to go. Well, I've never been. I've been offered Super Bowl tickets a million fucking times, and I, I don't know why. I just never did it. You, if you want to go to Atlanta, let me know. I'm going I'm to sure Atlanta. Work, work something out. We'll do a little podcast a Well, You won't even have... We'll throw that thing right onto the field. It's party time. 
the minute you get there. I'm telling you, it's crazy. I understand, brother. I'm just hoping... The, par the parties they set up are incredible. And then the, the girls are just... There's a group of girls, they call them tag-alongs. Tag-alongs? Yeah, and, and this year in Minnesota was tight for me because I was barely married. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I was just like laying down the groundwork for like, I'll be around, don't get nuts. You know what I mean? Right. Like just letting people know that, you know, I'm about to be born again. I'm like, yeah, all right, all right. I do your little dance. I'll see you next year. You know what I mean? But now you got the, all, them, now you got the all clear, so forget it. Opie, I'm literally going dressed like a knight. He's going to be playing a little uh, a little Fortnite. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be doing a Fortnite dance all over ATL. Ghost riding the whip. <laughs> you're going you're to be hitting up all the Fortnite dances. Oh, my. Wait till you see my outfits. Oh, my God. I I I'm literally going to... I'm literally going to be dressed like a hot dog, just walk around, doing whatever I want. I can only imagine, my brother. I'm just hoping one of my five teams is in the Super Bowl this year. You got five teams? That seems pretty weird. Well, I got my Jets, I got my Patriots, and I got my Bills, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you got to well, you, you take a peek so, at the Eagles, obviously, because I got the in-laws right. down there. So let's, let me help you out. So yeah. what, are the, what are your five things there next run? Well, well... Oh, jeez. Bro, no joke, my ways. You know when it, it, it shows you where you're supposed to be going? What? I'm not. I wish I could take a picture of this, but I'm too busy podcasting. It just turned into a swastika. <laughs> no joke. I, 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 did, I, I'm, oh, wow, now I'm stammering. I literally made a, a wrong turn somewhere because I'm too busy trying to make this sound good. That to get back to where I need to be, they just made a swastika pattern on the ways. You sure that doesn't just say that you're in Chatham? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This is the biggest f up ever on ways. Someone, how, up, you, how are you blaming ways? You're the one driving. I know. I always get lost uh, in, in Jersey, though. I don't understand the roads. Ask my wife. It happens every time. The last thing I'm going to do is talk to Lindsay about your your Alzheimer's driving. I'm going to talk to Lindsay about anything. It's like, yo, hook me up with some single girls in Philly, a nice Philly girl. Ah, uh, fuck. I, I'm I'm on back roads in Newark. That can't be good. Well, it's not great. And I'm getting really dizzy. I've already taken three rights and two lefts. Turn right after 700 feet. Now I'm turn. Uh, now I'm doing another right of poo. Taking another right here. Wow, that's a fuck-up. That is an impressive fuck-up. Please turn next right. Uh, make the next sharp right turn. You hear that? Yeah. Take the next right and then the next sharp right turn. That's how bad I fucked up. But I'm almost completing the swastika. Almost. Anyway, what were we talking about? Super Bowl? Yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Oh, oh you were going to go over my teams. Yeah, so go ahead. Jets, they're not going. Yeah, I know. Can What's I... the other team, Bills? Yeah, but can I stop you for a second? The Jets... No, you can't. impossible. Bills ain't going, Jets ain't going. What's your third one? Patriots with an old quarterback. They're going to be there. Um, And then, you know, I take a little peek at the Eagles just because of the in-laws. Eagles are there. I mean, that's more of a peek, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the Eagles, but I got to take a peek. 
And I gotta, I gotta uh, defend myself a little bit because I get a lot of shit for having five teams. The Jets set me down this road so many years ago because their team has sucked for decades, and we haven't even had a quarterback in decades. So it started making me look at other teams. Holy shit! Just looking at the news now. Early in the morning, looking at the news. No good news. Oh God! I've been turning off that Trump shit for a long time now. Oh my God! Look at this Amorosa. I can't believe Trump has his own Roland Campos. <laughs> I got, most people know I'm not a huge Trump uh, guy, but with that said, Amorosa is the worst. She is the worst. She is the worst, man. I mean, Trump took care of her, man. I mean, she wouldn't have even been close to that White House if it wasn't for Trump. Yeah, well, you know, that's people, man. You learn that in life, you know, uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, I've learned it, I've learned it uh, the hard way. You know, when I got divorced and stuff, how many people just, uh, you know, looked the other way. And then uh, when they saw that I didn't go down, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden they come back like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, wait a sec. You know what I mean? Like, so. I think it happens yeah, to have, all of us. You start realizing yeah. that it happens to all of us that you got backstabbers among you and you have no idea until it, the shit goes down. Well, it's not even the backstabbers that bothered me as much because backstabbers I can use later to hurt other people. But it's the it's the people that can only be on a winning team. When shit started going south in my marriage, there's a lot of people that uh, didn't reach out to me, didn't see if I was okay, didn't do you know what I mean? They just waited to make sure everything was all right, and then they showed back up for the party. Oh so, shit! That's and that's my favorite type of people, just the cowards. You know what I mean? Like the people that just can't pick, pick a winning. They can't pick a team. It, 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 they're always on the right side of things. Like, um, and that that happens to me a lot. That happens to me a lot in Chatham. Where a lot of people are like, well, Marie's keeping the restaurant, so we'll just be friends with her. And when they realize, you know, she she's not even there, or, or she don't give, she she don't care, or the restaurant's different. Then they're like, like all of a sudden they call me with like, yo man, I was at Marie's. I'm like, bro. There is no way you're calling me six months later. It's we're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. What, what do you think that's? I, what do you think that's about? People just don't want a lot of drama in their life, or they want to always. I guess you said it. Yeah, they always want to be on the winning team, but they want to be on the winning team. They want to hedge their bets, and and the thing is, is nothing in my life. I, I was never able to hedge a bet. Right. You know, in the restaurant business, I always had to pick: am I with the owner? Am I with the chef? And sometimes I'd win, and sometimes I'd lose. You right. know what I mean? Right. And that and that created the fabric that kept me from thinking when I got divorced is because I always had a job. I always had a, a, a source of making money. Right. And, you know, these people that are always on the, want to be on the right side are never on any side. I have no tolerance for it whatsoever. I was just taking people out. Uh, I, like, I just got a, I got a text from this dude. Like, we chilled out maybe twice a week for six years when I was in Chatham. Right? Yeah. And... We'd go to Dunkin' Donuts and chill and talk. And he would talk about his marriage and my, you know, he'd go, you know, we'd just regular dude. Then all hell broke loose and he wanted nothing to do with it. So he just sent me a text, hey man, literally this morning, I'll show it to you in a second. Hey man, hope is well. Hey, do you still have that watch? The, uh, he gave me some watch, right? Yeah. He gave it to me. It was a, it was a broken, uh, a broken watch. He's like, here, you know, take this. If he can fix it, keep it, whatever. So he just texts me. And he's like, oh, do you have that watch? I said, I threw it in the garbage. Good for you. 
Good for you. I, I, I wish I learned some of these life lessons a long time ago because, you know, the same shit happened with the radio thing. Like, people that I really believed were my friends and had my back. Oh, man. You think people got your back, you think you got real relationships with people, and then the shit hits the fan, and then it's over, Johnny. They fucking wow. turn on you so fast, and then you'll see these same people um, come back around when you're doing well again. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're starting to trickle back now, because they, they left me for dead. You know what I mean? And, the, and, and you know, I would put calls out. Hey, let's go get a lunch. Nothing. All I'm busy now. Everybody's starting to show up. They know Carl's at full power. Right. They, they're married. They want to do a little cheating on the side. They know that now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm running a straight up bullpen. You know what I mean? So, all of a sudden, yo, and then I get like, yo, Cuban. Nah, bro. Ain't no Cuban here. This the Cuban you knew drowned in your bullshit six months ago. That's that's just that's just flat out sad. And but you you want to know what's funny, Opie? What blew my mind? I'm listening, buddy. All the girls, all the women in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be, be my friends or 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 wives. Not didn't flinch or falter. Not one second. Right. All dudes. It was all the dudes that were just soft as as cheap ice cream. I mean, just just nibbling. You know, nonsense. Like I'm like, dude, when did guys start talking like this? Yeah. You know, when did it? When did guys get so emotional and so like, oh man, I, I hope you're okay in that cabin. I'm like, bro, my cabin is nuts. I do whatever I want. I blame Nickelback. You think it was Nickelback? Yeah, Nickelback made guys soft. Yes. That's a good point. That's that is, a good point. I'm telling you, it was Nickelback. But it's so weird, like, even when you were going through the whole divorce, you know, you were never downer Carl. You know, no. you kept a, a positive outlook and you fucking plowed through. So I don't know why people decided at that point to to turn their back on you and not want to deal with you. Maybe well, because they're, they maybe, were, I guess they're even scared of it. You know, they, they were, they're so, they're such softies, they were scared of my marriage. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they, they knew the party was on hold and they were just like, I ain't dealing with real shit. I'll wait for Carl to be back to party Carl, which is... Yeah, but that doesn't work with me. I you know what I mean? I understand that, man. I mean, you want you want people in your life that, look, man, you, you probably don't want some big over-the-top emotional sit-down moment uh, with your friends, but you want a friend to at least go, yo, you all right? And, right. and you go, yeah, I'm all right, man. And then that's it. That's it, right? My, the best is my friend Renzo. Yeah. I mean, literally my ride or die friend since I was uh, um, sophomore in high school. Right. 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 And just right. I mean, we fought together. We did everything together. You know what I mean? Like, not, just us two together, nothing but trouble. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and I remember I went to meet him at the bar. And uh, he knew the minute I said, Renzo, I want to talk to you about what's going on. So I, I shoved to the bar. He goes, it happened, didn't it? He goes, that talking goat put a bullet in you, didn't she? I said, yeah. He goes, that's incredible. He goes, I am so excited. He goes, for the last couple years, I've been hanging out with you, seeing all these girls talk to you. Say, God, I wish this kid was single. You're so much fun to watch. He goes, now i got a front row seat. <laughs> <laughs> 
VIP. He goes, let's get it done. He goes, Carl, I swear to God, tell me right now, I'll break up with my girl. Jesus. Right now. I'm like, no, 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 just chill. He goes, I want to. Let's get it done right now. Right. He goes, let's cash in. He goes, let's go somewhere warm and let's just go to jail. I said, just give me a little while. But I know, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not saying don't break up with her, but I'm just saying not right now. You know right. what I mean? He's like, all right. But he literally calls every week. Today, we're out, we're done, we're riding. Are we riding? I <laughs> love that dude. Are we riding dirty or what, bro? Are we riding, cuz? Are we riding? Mm. Uh, that's hilarious. And, and he's like an old school guy. Right. You know, like I call him, I'm like, hey man, yo, watch me. I'm gonna be on ESPN. He goes, ah, there's no girls on there. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised, but now they started trickle back, and I'm just taking them out. I don't you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what's weird, bro? Uh, and I don't, I don't feel like naming names today, but with the whole collapse of the radio show, the same shit happened with me. It's like, look, some of those guys, they, you know, the radio show collapsed. They're like, they can finally tell me what they thought of me. I get it. You know, that's human nature. That's life. But then right. there were a few where I'm like, you too, really? You know what I did for you, and you're you're now turning your back on me because I don't have a big uh, radio show with a huge platform anymore, really. Right. And now when I'm finding out with the success of the the podcast, that some of these guys, uh, God, I wish I could name names, are starting to kind of, you know, send a text here and there, like, "Yo, what's up?" And I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here! Are you serious?" You find out who oh. your your true friends are when when you're down on your luck. Oh, yeah. And, then, and, that's, and that's what you got to do. And, and, you know, that's one of the things. Like, when, when I got divorced, I moved right into the woods. But I, I knew it was coming a long time. Oh, so, yeah. I, well, without giving... You much, know that. I'll, oh, you know that. Without giving much away, yeah, that's up to you. But, um, fuck yeah. I know. I told you, like, yo, Carl, what's up? Because all of a sudden, you're, like, down at the shore. And then all of a sudden, you're in this cabin. The signs were everywhere for a while. Well, I didn't tell anybody. Oh, hold on, hold on. Ways decided that was a perfect fucking uh, time to pop in. Why Why would you have to interrupt if I'm on 80 for 20 miles? God damn it, this Ways. Shut up. Know your place. Sorry, Carl. Oh, no problem. Go back. Big shout out to Ways. <laughs> and they, um, they probably will be sponsoring this podcast soon. I, exactly. Love you, Ways. Love you. Big shout out. <laughs> Big shout out to the Ways. <laughs> <laughs> the wavy poo. <laughs> I was married seven years. I knew two years in that it was it was a it was a ghost ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. I knew it. Really? And two years in, I knew it was a ghost ship. And uh, I kept running scenarios, and none of them were clean. All of them were were messy. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. So then I figured. I said, I'll just let her blow it up. Right. And, and then that was it. And then and it, it took her a while to figure it out, like most things. And then that was it. Damn. And then I just started to, I started to methodically dismantle everything. You right. know what I mean? I went down from three restaurants to two, to two to one. Right. And I was just like, you know, just and I just started to, you know, I paid off all the taxes, like all the stuff that I knew that was going to get me. Yeah. And then I just started going really light. And then she's like. uh why did you buy that watch of diamonds on it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. This is what we do. And I'd ship it to my mother. Right. I'm like, mom, 
put this in your butt. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> put this in your butt. I'm going to come for it someday. Put this in your butt like we did in Cuba. All I'm right. going to need that later. <laughs> my dad's sleeping on a bed in Alzheimer's and his pillow's worth a hundred grand because my mom's hiding all the watches on top of him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Just gangster shit, man. And, and then that was it. And then we were, uh, and then uh, home free. I, I, I was with this girl for, man, eight, nine years, right? This is how stupid I am. I love admitting how stupid I am. I, uh, I moved home from Long Island, from uh, Buffalo. A girl up there just crushed me. Just fucking crushed me. A story for another podcast. It's a great story, actually. Maybe when, when I get in the car with you, I'll tell oh, you. Oh, we should do breakup stories. I got to. All right. When I pick you up, I'll I'll, I'll save that story for uh, for our ride because it's a great one. Yeah. So she destroyed me. I was just too naive, man. She was like, so I, I had no business being with this girl, man. Holy shit. She was like a Ferrari and I was like a, a Honda hatchback. There was no way we should have got together. Man, she knew and she got me good. So then I, I moved home to Long Island and uh, I met this girl. And she was beautiful, man. Fucking beautiful. And we go out on our first date. We're in my car and we start making out. Bro, I knew at that moment our chemistry was not right. Right? right. And guess what I did? What'd you do? I went out with her for eight years. Oh, my God. What an idiot. I knew when I kissed her, I'm like, right away, I'm like, whoa, this ain't, we don't have the chemistry. Holy shit. Oh, that sucks. And because I'm a stupid motherfucker, brought up naive by a controlling fucking mom, I just didn't have life lessons. So I, uh, it took me eight years to get out of that. Eight years. Uh, and I knew, I, because I, my head was blown away, because I'm like, she, this girl's beautiful, man. This should, be, this should work, you know what I'm saying? But it, uh, it, it just wasn't right. Oh, that hurts. Damn, uh, yeah, it does. Oh, that's like when I got married. When I got married, I took all shit. I, I never take advice from married dudes because they just want you to be miserable like them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I, I was getting older, and my mother, you know, my dad was, my dad got sick. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna die alone. I need a family. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I, and and I and I looked at my roster, and I picked the least, uh, the, the one that I thought was the most stable. Right. It was literally like that. It wasn't like anything else. You know, it was just like to make my parents happy or my mom happy. You know, my grandfather just died. He was my right hand man. You know, he's the only one that ever told me the truth. Everyone else lived in fantasy la la land. Right. You know, my mom. My mother was either laughing or crying. Nothing ever in the big, nothing in the middle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but either she was. Oh, hold on, Carl. You're breaking up. Oh, Carl is breaking up. That means I'm getting close to the creepy cabin because the uh, the reception out here is really, really bad. That creepy cabin vortex, Opie. Oh, I lost Carl. Let's do a redial. So your mom had two emotions? Yeah, dude, like a light switch. You know, she was either happy or crying. 
<laughs> there was no, there was nothing in the middle. And then, uh, you know, I lost my own, I, I lost my grandpa. And then, uh, you know, my brother, oh, my brother, you know, he, he's, he's got the emotions of a, of a, of a vending machine. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. but he, but he has to be, he, you know, he's literally the angel of death. Yeah. So. I can't ask him opinions because he's watching babies die all day. Right. So he's he's got that million mile gaze. You know, he just wants everyone to shut up so he can watch the news. But you know some, what I mean? Like he doesn't. But sometimes he doesn't you. Care about but sometimes you can ask him uh, for his opinion because he's going to give it to you black and white. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. I understand, but but my brother went from from. Uh, number one in high school to number one at Ivy League to number one in medical school to married with three kids. He has no life experience on anything. Right. Like nothing really bad's ever happened to him. Right. Nothing. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He, he never did anything. You know. He never. He never outsmarted anybody. You know what I mean? He just. He just. He went by the book. So. There's really nothing I want. I need to ask him because I'll never be, I'll never use his advice. So I'm the complete opposite. You know, like I'm the opposite of Rain Man. I'm like Sunny Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to put it, man. That's a great way to put it. Like to me, it's just like, uh, you know, I have like a check system. You know, are we partying? Yeah. Yes. All right. Are we not partying? Yeah. Then how come? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. That's basically how I go about things. Right. You know, which makes me really fun. But at the same time, I mean, people get tired of me. So what about so, your um, what about your yeah. mom with the two emotions and uh, and, and uh, girls? I guess I guess that's where you were going well, with that. Well, the problem with my mom, you know, and I love her um, because she's my mom, and and you know, you're you're built that way. Yeah. But um, you know, she uh, all the advice she ever gave me was just for herself. Yeah. Like. Don't like don't do that. Like, oh, you shouldn't open that restaurant. But it wasn't because she was worried about me. It was because she was scared that it wouldn't work, and then that she would have to give me money. That's the why she gave me the advice. Gotcha. Like, it never had anything to do with me. Right. It had everything to do with how is this going to affect me, or how am I going to look socially? Well, it, you know, it, it, it was all about if she was going to be inconvenienced or not. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. Right. So, so um. So when you take that kind of advice, I mean, she always wins. You know, the house always wins, but uh, you lose. Right. You know what I mean? So I, my dad was the complete opposite. My dad was very risky. He was a risk taker, and he was smooth with the ladies, boy. Woo! <laughs> oh, man. And he knew, he knew I was something. Well, wait, you broke up there. Ah, oh, yeah, we got the bad reception as we get closer to Carl's Creepy Cabin. You know what? Uh, I'm only a couple miles out, so why don't we do this? Joe, you take it away. Do what you got to do. This podcast will continue from Carl's Creepy Cabin as I pick him up. I think we're going to get pizza at Pepe's, and then we're also uh, going to end up um, at ESPN today because Carl's got a big gig up there. So lots to do. Take it away, Joey. Deep shit. Really deep shit. Good call on waiting to get to CCC for the rest of this episode. All very revealing. When we return, we go back to where it all began. Well, where this podcast began. Carl's Creepy Cabin. Opie, 
Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace. I love Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. Can't imagine fitting anything else into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. Just chat about life. There are no extra commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. Carl, you like to talk space. What? You like to talk space. Yeah, you got. You should use it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> that old gag. Uh, remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to, which is trained to listen and help you make positive changes. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, all you have to do is go to Talkspace.com slash Opie, that's O-P-I-E, and use the code Opie to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Opie, Talkspace.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E, I love Talkspace. Opie Radio. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Many people are unaware that driving while high can be just as dangerous. In 2015, 42% of drivers killed in crashes tested positive for drugs. Not so harmless after all, is it? And get this, from 2007 to 2015, marijuana use among drivers killed in crashes doubled. The truth is, driving while high is deadly. So stop kidding yourself. If you're impaired from alcohol or drugs, don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Drive sober or get pulled over. OB Radio. All right. Driving up to Carl's Creepy Cabin. How are you, buddy? Beautiful dogs. Thank you. I'm here to see Carl. Yeah, All right, man. Those dogs look like they don't they don't mess around. Uh, they're both uh, coon hounds. Really? Gorgeous, man. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, buddy. All right. And there's the fox. There's the creepy cabin. I like being up here. Makes me very happy. This is where it all began with the podcast. So every time I get a chance to come up here, it's uh, it's a good day. All right. Let's get out of the car and get Carl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They want to rock now. Yeah, kid. I'll be walking away from the coon hounds. It's always raining up here. What's up, Opie? What's up, buddy? <coughs> the guy just introduced me to his coon hounds. Those fucking coon hounds are awesome, aren't they? They're awesome for real, yes. Those are real good dogs. 
Welcome to the villa. I like what you did with the place. I cleaned it up a little bit. Oh my god! <laughs> it looks like a real place. I though. cleaned it up for the kid, right? <laughs> I, really, I like it. Thank you, Bob. How many hats do you have on the wall? Two hundred. God damn, you got a nice hat collection. Yeah, I got good stuff in there. Oh. Uh, yeah, we lost the uh, we lost the signal on the on the. Uh, yeah, you checking it out? You were checking it out? Everything. Look I, at this. I'm, can I check out your fridge? God damn, you love that Genesee ice, huh? Genesee ice is the way to go. Cookies for for the girls, and you got the burgers. I got burger cookies, bologna, right? Oscar Mayer, right? Good olives, good pickles. I got a zucchini my neighbor brought me, and some U-bonds. I got some U-bonds. See, I pronounce it correctly now. Two frozen mugs, Oreos in a joint. I see the <laughs> joint. Why don't we take the joint with us? Take the joint for the kid. All right, I don't have to work today, <laughs> bro. You, the, the joint is frozen. <laughs> I can't even get it out of your fridge. Well, I wasn't thinking. Freezer, I should say. I think about what state of mind I was when I put it in. Why would you put a... a, a mind. Okay. Join in the freezer. This is where we did our first podcast. This is like a very famous setup. It's going to have a nice quiet sound now, too, with all the sound absorption. I see that. I learned that from the, the producers. You've got there. a lot of bourbons, I see. Is your car running? Yeah. Is that bad? No, you can leave it running. All right. I figure we've got to get out of here, no? No, we still got a lot of time. Oh, we have time? Yeah. All right, maybe I should shut the car off and uh, put my window up so I don't have a wet yeah. seat all the way to Bristol. Yeah, relax. Place. Can I see your bedroom? Yeah, go ahead. I'm just curious to see what you've done my with light the place. Bulb went out, so I have my, my camping light. Is that a bug light or? No, it's just a regular one, but the bugs don't go to it because it's LED. Yeah. So this, I had to put rags on there because the bugs figured out how to get through the AC. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> so I got to go buy duct tape and then I got the bathroom for the kid. Nice, all cleaned and then nice. Very little thing, well, kind of a little crazy in there. What do you mean it got a little crazy oh, in there? That's where you hide with this party. That's the only place for the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not the smallest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah. there a little go. clumsy in there. All right, let me turn off my car. Uh, what do I do? Do I keep podcasting? I I'll walk out with you. All right. Want to wear the muck boots? Huh? I got the muck boots. See the muck boots here? Those are what you got. Oh, yeah. That'll get some... I see you got some packages outside your yeah, door. You I haven't opened got up. Stuff inside, I throw it out there. All right. It always rains when I'm when I'm at the creepy cabin. It's the only place in Jersey right now that's really raining. Well, we're up in the mountains. Bro, you got a lot of moss on your roof. Yeah, and it keeps it nice and warm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like camouflage. It's my, I, you can't see it. Another year, this uh, nature's going to take over your your whole creepy cabin. It looks good though, right? It, it, it adds a little something. It I does. Say. I you, want say. It to, you want it to look like a cabin. You don't want it to look like, you know. Why are you walking so fast? Because my, my driver's seat is wet. Let me turn off this bad boy. Uh, what gonna, year is this? I don't know. I'm a couple of years now. It doesn't sound great. Huh? Sounds, something, sounds weird. Well, don't say that. Don't say that as we're about to do our road trip to Bristol, Connecticut. Oh, I got Gloria. She, she's coming here. She's chasing us down. Oh, she's going to, like, uh, follow us? Yeah. That'll be good. Cannonball run. So what else, though? That's about it. Let's get back inside. See, no bugs. Nice out here, right? It is nice. I see the fox is doing okay. Fox is doing great. I have to park it low. Right. Because I got some people who just drive by to see if I'm home or not. Ah. 
No, you gotta do is you gotta you gotta put your car behind the creepy cabin. The bears will take it and joyride it <laughs> right into the lake. <laughs> They're fucking smart as a whip out here. But that's the move. You gotta. Everyone knows you gotta hide your car behind your apartment or your house or your cabin or your whatever. Right. Have a seat, Openuch. All right. Carl, I, I gotta, I gotta ask. Why don't you have a freaking TV on the wall over there and a nice couch? Opie, you've obviously lived a different life than I've lived. It doesn't cost much to get a little TV. It's not the money. Look, I have all the FiOS and I have everything. I see that, and it's not much for a little like couch that you can lay on. People want to give me couches. It has nothing to do with it. Why wouldn't you take a couch? This this, this is a very uncomfortable setup. With these this two is a professional chairs. layout. I do layouts for a living. Right. I build restaurants for a living. Yeah, that's why I'm confused. You think I don't know flow, comfort? Right. All right. Let's walk through it. You come to my cabin for a party, right? Yeah. There's a bench, two chairs, and a bar. Right. Right? You're not going to get comfy here. Right. You're going to drink. You're going to party. If there's somebody that, stay, that wants to stay behind, maybe party a little longer, where are they going to sit? In the bedroom. That's the only place that's comfortable that's in the, the whole only soft surface cabin. in the cabin. This is a professional place. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> people came here the other day, packed. Right. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Some people wanted to sit, wait for other to get sit. They got, yeah. you know, that was it. They were done. Party was done in an hour and a half, and there's just a little gazelle just, <laughs> just prouncing around. And she was trying to figure out where she could sit. I said, sit in a bed. And now she's a little tired. She's been, tired. She's been a few hours. hours. The party's winding yeah, down. Winding down, you know. This room smells like cigar smoke. Right. That's the only room with the AC. I see that. That's the bathroom. Everything's over there. It's a, it's all brilliant. But in between uh, the ladies, then you live in discomfort, though. I'm training. <laughs> <laughs> I'm training. But when am I here? Right. Yeah, you're on the road a lot. I'm on the road a lot. Right. I st- I'm in beautiful hotels. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah, fair enough. You were saying your dad uh, was a ladies' man. Oh, that, he was the best. That's when, that's when uh, the signal crapped out in the car. Uh, in the woods. So my father, um, when he was okay, he had a tire shop in Passaic, New Jersey, and then he had a big apartment building that he owned on top of it. And on, uh, on the first of the month, he'd be like, let's go up and get the rents. And like all the women, hi, Jesse. Like they loved him. They loved him. And there was this one lady in apartment nine. You you remember the apartment? Like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Like it was yesterday. And um, I was already older. And uh, we'd go up to the apartment and she would come out like in this almost like sheer. Uh, what happened? Your microphone Barbie, bro? No, no, go. She would, apartment night, and she would open up and always in like this sheer negligee kind of thing. And I'm just, and my dad would be like, you know, talk to her a little bit. And I'm like, what the, what the hell's going on? Like, I would see no rent transpire. <laughs> and he's like, all right, we're all done. I'm like, uh, all right. <laughs> and you knew not to ask any questions. And then my dad got sick. And then I went to, and then I would go collect the rents. Yeah. And uh, I decided to continue the tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Her name was Luz. She was Dominican. She was smoking. I mean, she was. I mean, back. She couldn't. 
she was twice my age. So on rent day, she just knew to show up at the door with the negligee. That's it. And everything, we'd clear everything up. And everything was... Uh, it was a legacy. It was a legacy. All right. You know? You got to keep, uh, keep the tradition going. Ah, you know, keep a tradition for the kid. For the kid. For the gipper. I forgot that your dad was a tire man. So yeah. uh, I almost didn't make it here today because I got that flat tire, like I said, on the Cross Bronx Expressway. Right. Worst road in America. And uh, where the hell did it go? Hold on. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Look at this thing. Yeah, if you go to my Instagram, Opie Radio, I posted this. But how the fuck does that get in a tire? So it's very what, are we, what are we looking at for real for the people so out there? So this is a, a 1.5. See the, the 0.50? Yeah. This means 1.5 ounces. This is a lead weight. This goes on a steel wheel. So this is to balance the tire, the harmonics, when it starts to become wobbly. So you put this opposite of the dead spot. Right, wherever wherever the heavy spot is in either the tire or the wheel, yeah, and it balances it out. Right. So this is a one fifty, and they go up to two fifty. Then you add them depending on how bad the wheel is or the tire is. So uh, this fell off a car because it was put placed on properly. See how it was badly crimped. Right. They did it wrong. So this fell off, and what happens is your front tire hits it because there's it's not it's not pointing or anything. Your front tire hits it and lifts it up. And when it lifts it up, your back tire just comes and steps and just on. crushes and it. And it goes right in like a bullet. But uh, You can tell. You can see it. Yeah, I understand all that. But see, the, see how it collapsed? Yeah, I'm just amazed that there's no real sharpness to that thing. And that's still it's all pressure. And, and that still penetrated my oh, back sure. tire. It's, wow. It's, your tire's rubber with steel belts. Right. I mean, this is really thick yeah. with no point on it. Yeah, but, you know, you add 50 miles an hour and your car has to be 5,000 pounds. So. Yeah. And that Cross Bronx Expressway, you know, being very white and being brought up on Long Island, we learned from an early age, if your car, any problems with your car on the Cross Bronx Expressway, you keep going. Right. So I rimmed it all the way home. So do you, do you know anything about the Cross Bronx Expressway? What do you mean? In the old days, that was uh, like a, a car graveyard. If, if you broke down... And you left your car, and you walked to go get help back in oh, the day. Yeah. You would come back, and you wouldn't even recognize your car. Most of the parts would be gone. Wow. And they and the city would never get rid of these cars that were abandoned on the side of the road. You you would just see, you know, a few cars here and there as you took the trip on the Cross Bronx Expressway the with these cars so just completely. How shitty was Remember how shitty the city was? Yeah. Man, it was grimy. Do you remember all the burnt out buildings yeah. in the Bronx? Yeah. And the city... The, so, the, what is that? I, I was too young, but they used to call it the black the, the black fog summer, whatever, when they, when the landlord started burning all the buildings in the Bronx. Right. And it was just like you could smell the fucking... Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, there were so many abandoned and burnt out buildings in the Bronx. The city didn't know what to do because they couldn't knock all these things down and they weren't going to uh, refurbish them anytime soon. So do you remember they got the big idea to... Take the windows. Oh yeah, and, and do like cardboard things. Well, they would put wood up, and then they would they would paint like uh, plants. Yeah, like and like, shades and drapes yeah. and fake windows so to, to make the buildings look a little nicer for Whitey that was driving through the Bronx on the Cross Bronx yeah, Expressway. To, so it wouldn't affect the white people. Yeah, exactly. So what what are we doing? Should we take off soon? We should. I gotta get. To, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna wear. Uh, do you have to wear something nice? I might have to wear a chef jacket. I should wear a chef jacket. Yeah. Uh, for the people that don't know, I decided to drive Carl to ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut for his big gig. What are you doing, by the way? The best is when I had to check you in. That was the best. What? I'm like, uh, yeah, um, and also I'm having a guest, uh, Greg Hughes. This guy named like, Greg Opie Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what, what a piece of shit. That's what sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I would always like... Yeah, like, I was... 
Cross my fingers. Don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. Yeah. Don't cancel me. No, I, I would size up people, especially in the shock jock days when we were getting in trouble all the time all right. and, and all that. And I would size up the person when I was meeting new people. And I'm like, do I do I tell them I'm Opie or Greg Hughes? Right. And I got away with the Greg Hughes a lot of times because right. they're like, what's your name? And you know, if I said Opie, then you don't know what the hell's going to happen. Greg Hughes, pff, anonymous. What do you do for a living? Marketing, just all this mundane right. bullshit. Right. Or, you know, stuff. I would say stuff so so they would not talk to me. Right. But now the Greg Hughes doesn't work as much. Doesn't the, the yeah, Greg Opie Hughes? <laughs> <laughs> That's the PR people at Disney. <laughs> was there a sigh or was there an? Ex- it was very flat. Just flat. <laughs> <laughs> it was flat. Oh, hello, Bristol. <laughs> Here we come. Here we come. Can't wait for you, boy. <laughs> I've never been to ESPN. This will be. Oh, fun. it's I mean, it's what an incredible campus. I, I think you did it last year. So what are you doing? I did it last year. So it's fantasy football. Yeah. And I wrote a bunch of recipes, like stuff that you can easily cook at, at home during, you know, like inside barbecue and shit and fun shit. And I'm doing it with all the the sports guys. They like me up there. That's awesome. All right. So I'm the first guy to get a be on ESPN. Ooh, I'm excited. That's a cool gig, right? Yeah, I think it's great. All right, why don't we uh, why don't we take off, man? Aren't we stopping at Pepe's? We're stopping. Of course, we're stopping at Pepe's. Where's Pepe's? Pepe's is in uh, Connecticut. What part of Connecticut? Um, I don't know. It's just on the way. It's on the way. Okay. And why is it the best pizza? Everyone I say so. Yeah, but everyone says it's the best. Everyone has a place where they go. It's the best pizza. But most people don't know what they what they think. It's the best of that style of pizza, that old New York style pizza. You know, Pepe's and Lombardi's and Patsy's. They all come from the same. Nucleus, so it's that style pizza. Yeah. Um, the the best pizza I've had in America, in 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 general, I had it in Arizona last couple. Of years. Arizona easily. And what made them the best pizza you ever had? Uh, his name was Chris Bianco. He's from the Bronx, and he opened a pizzeria called oh, wow. Bianco's there. Is he shipping in the water or the dough nope. like some of these places do nope. now? I, it was. I sat with Chris Bianco, and I said, "You're the you're the person that proves to me that it's not water; it's the skill." Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he was made. He made bread, right? That looked like we were in the middle of Tuscany. It was perfect, and the pizza. He made a pizza, an old Italian pizza, that's basically Parmesan Reggiano cheese, pistachios, and sliced red onions. Opie, I gotta tell you, it was otherworldly. Lights out, lights beyond reproach. I mean, it was and the stuff that he was making up there. Uh, you know, he went into the back garden, he picked up arugula, he put it on the salad. I mean, come on. Nice. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, we had fun. I went with a hottie, too. Well, that's, that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> My life is a mess. <laughs> I'm going to get shot with it. <laughs> Carl is out of control. I am out of control. <laughs> oh my god! What am I supposed to do? Well, we were talking about it when, when, when you know, in the car when I was uh, when I called you. But uh, yeah, man, you're taking out a lot of a lot of a lot of bears up here. I don't mean to call the ladies that you've been with bears, but you know what I'm saying. I'm using that uh, best, I'm an- having analogy. Dinner, I'm having dinner with my client. He's like, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" I'm like, yeah, "I kind of got a thing." He goes again. He goes. Don't you go to the movies or anything? <laughs> because you don't take him out for ISIS or anything? <laughs> He's kind of wrapped his head around it. <laughs> How many of them think they're the one? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm not like that. Oh, so it's all on the up and uh, up. Uh, the Everything up and above up. the table. Yeah, no, 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 no. Newly divorced, don't look for a thing from me. None of that. But if you want to have some fun, I'm your man. And, I, and they want to, and they're 100% cool with that. Smart. All right, good for you, buddy. 
Because you start that romance stuff. This is one girl I like. Keep checking the texts and stuff. Yeah, I'm getting weird with her. But still, I'm not, I'm, I'm frightened enough that I'm not going to do anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Marie scared me enough. <laughs> they threw enough hot water on this dog that he needs that. He ain't going to go back to get pet anytime soon. <laughs> but every time you get a text, you're, you're getting a little excited. Yeah, I like it. All right. I mean, I'm literally Opie. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm just, with, and that is my new scale. Because my old scale was off because I was married. So, like, anyone can get in the eights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow, she said hi to me. Eight and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. On a new scale, I'm batting heavy close to nine. With this one? She's almost a nine. Oh, boy. Or a nine. Oh, boy. How about you slow down a little bit? Why? Well, I don't slow watch- down hasn't helped me so far. <laughs> no, I mean, don't, I mean, don't fall yet. I can't. Let's buy coastal, so it'll never happen. Oh, okay. Well, that that makes it easier for you, yeah. right? All right. Because if it was here, then that'd be a problem. You'd be in trouble. Oh, she'd be on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> You'd start having the same problems, right? Right. Your whole career would repeat itself. <laughs> no, she's uh, she's good. I like her. She's funny. That's the problem. Funny's good. Funny. Girls. Funny's important, right? Oh my god, I can't believe how important it is. I think it's very important. Look, so fir- the first funny girl I've hung out with, like in a long time, like she makes me laugh. Right. I, I, and, I, and I'm not laughing because I want to get like hook yeah, up with her because right, I laugh right. at anything. If, right. Right. You know what I mean? But like real funny. Right. No, I I think that's really important. Looks. I mean, when when people talk about like beauty's, uh, you know, oh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, it's important uh, as fuck. Of course, beauty's important as fuck. But this is how I do it. It's like. You want something like that is beautiful to you, right? Physically, and then this is a, the mistake a lot of guys make. They stop there. You got to keep doing your research, man. You got to see if she's got a good personality, if she's uh, not too damaged. You got, uh, in my case, uh, a sense of humor is important. But people see the face, and then they're it's done, and then they ignore all this other shit, shit. and then you're fucked. You literally, talking about seven years of my life. Really? That's what I did. I didn't. I, I didn't uh, I didn't do any research. Really? Oh, I wish there was a lemon law for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> you you went for a rescue. I did a rescue, right? And the dog ate everybody in my house. <laughs> <laughs> rescue dogs are 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 cool at first, but you don't know what problems you're bringing home, my man. They look great at the I kennel. A, I brought a kennel full of problems. They look great at the kennel, but then you bring that dog home and go. Now it's your job to figure out. What happened to this dog? What happened to this rescue? You know what my problem was? was I didn't get any tips because I didn't hang out with the family before I got married. It kept me separate. From the family? And then after I got married, I met the Munsters. Oh, man. And now you know why she kept you away from the family. Yeah. Really? Dude. How bad? Scale of 1 to 10, 50. Really? Yo. It was literally Bonnie and Clyde over there in that house. Holy oh shit. my god, Opie. They started getting into my rep. Fourth day we opened Marie's. Right. Carl's oh. old restaurant in Chatham, New Jersey, for the people that yeah. don't know. The old man, her old man, gets gets I'm yelling at Marie because she's doing something wrong. Fourth day we're open. Right. We're out of money. We're broken. You know right. what I mean? Right. He's walking around the dining room, windexing shit like, you know, gave himself a job. So I'm like Marie. He's like, "Don't you effing yell at my daughter, do you?" Jersey City ex-cop. 
want to be a tough guy. I'm like, bro, none of that here. Right. It got so heated, the cops came. On the fourth day. The fourth day. And, and... Can I, can I stop you for yeah. a second? So the yelling and screaming was more about, holy fuck, we got to make this work. It wasn't like you were being... Yeah, a, she was never uh, in a professional environment. She was only a waitress. Right. And, and I have all the stress right. to open this right. thing up. And it wasn't like you were being just an asshole guy. Oh, I was being a, a chef. You were being... A, a chef. Yeah. And, you know and, I mean? and this is our place and we got to figure this right. shit out. We so have, it gets a little heated. Of course you want to yeah. get people sick. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So he gets into it with me and I get into it with him. Yeah. Tops come. I'll never forget. Sergeant. First time I met him. First, he got his uh, Marie's father pulls out his like his old badge and says, "Get him out of here!" Like to kick me out of my own restaurant my, on the fourth day. Did they take you? No. Oh, whew. the officer, the, the guy Bobby Sheets goes, "Get him! Why? What did he do?" Right. He's yelling at my daughter. He goes, "Right. What did she do?" <laughs> like an old school, old school cop. Right. And he saw like the cop was smart enough. I love this guy to this day, Bobby Sheets. He retired now, but. He, he saw that, like, the dude was, like, not right. And uh, I had to close the doors because he wouldn't leave. It was, like, two-hour ordeal. We lost two hours of business because he wanted to black out. Wow. Try to get me kicked out of my own store. Wow. Just crazy shit. That, that's not going to work. No. You're the one with all the skills. Yeah. And, and at the time, uh, certainly, you were trying to bring her up. Yeah. She was new to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And this guy, just old school cop, was like, probably back in the day, though, that's all he had to do was like, get him out of here. Yeah. There were no questions asked. Right, and but not anymore. Right. Now the cops, you know, actually, you know, they thought it through. Right. And uh, and the cops, I mean, they, I guess they knew who I was. That's one good thing about being popular is, you know, they're like, wait a second. Yeah. And then uh, it just, it was downhill from there. How many years did you have Marie's? Opened it in 2011. Oh shit! Really? October two thousand eleven. Almost seven years, and then that was it. And then, um, wow, just dealing with the family. Just, I mean, I I don't mind people eating for free, but it was like every day, like six of them. <laughs> and like, well, that's the problem when you open up a a, a bar, a restaurant, a bar restaurant combo. Um, my brother-in-law, his father owned Fast Eddie's in Huntington. Yeah. It was a comedy place, great place, and it was packed all the time. But it was packed with my brother-in-law and my sister's friends. Oh, so they felt obligated to take care of people. So where's the line? And Fast Eddie understood that a lot of these people were here because of uh, my sister and my brother-in-law. Right. But they were giving away everything. And it wasn't like they were sneaking or anything. It was, it was sort of the environment, yeah. unfortunately, they were in. And that was one of the reasons where uh, why Fast Eddie had to end up closing the place. And people that were going didn't realize, like, yo, I know you're getting a drink or two for free, but you got to leave some money at this bar or this place is not going to make it. So I, I bet you a lot of people uh, go through that when you open oh up God. an establishment. The stuff that, that I went through with that, I was just like, oh. that was the beginning of the end. I knew. You know, I was like, this is a flawed... They're not going to stop until they take it, until this is theirs. So let me ask you. So early on in your marriage, you knew that it wasn't going to work. Why did you stay? Why does anybody stay? No, I'm asking a question that I think uh, most of us want to know the answer to. Um, like, I, like I told you in the car. Yeah. I, when I kissed that girl, right, she ended up being my girlfriend for like eight years. I knew when I first made out with her that the chemistry was wrong and I should not be with this person. And not because she was a... Uh, uh, a bad person. She wasn't actually, right. but the chemistry wasn't right. And for some reason, I stayed for eight years. I think it's because of how I was brought up, unfortunately. And, yeah, and I, I was stupid. Same answer too. I, I got to tell you, 
If I tell you the reason, you'll think it's the dumbest thing ever. I never wanted to be divorced. Why is that dumb? I think a lot of people... I never, want, I never wanted to fail on such a scale. I never wanted to be a failure at that level. Yeah, but that's not dumb. I'm lot, just telling you. Like, a lot of people would say the exact same thing. Because if you get divorced and the relationship breaks up, you, you feel like in a weird way a failure. Because here's the thing. This sounds crazy, but I thought it was my punishment for me not being smart enough to see what I was getting into. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's how I think in my mind. Like, this is your own fault, you dummy. You yeah, should have figured it. You're smart enough to not get shot, to make millions, to do this. And that this whole thing snuck under your radar... Now you lay in your bed. That's how, like that's how I punished myself. Yeah, but you're really street smart. So this is this, this was, was actually fascinating. It was an anomaly for me, and I was like, this this was the one. And it was funny when I was growing up. My friend said, "We all got that white elephant. There's all there's that girl out there that's gonna get you. It's a matter of time." And I used to be like, "Ah." <laughs> whatever gangster guy <laughs> right. with 30 side pieces what do you know right and then uh, and then I was sitting there and I was like fuck they got me and you knew I knew and, and I knew head, it was my fault but in, somewhere in your head did you f- feel like I could work this out like I could work out uh, a restaurant that's going bad or you know what I mean like professionally you, you were in some tough situations and you knew you could figure it out and turn things around. Did uh, it feel like you could turn nope. it around? No. 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 And so you just went down with the ship. I knew, the I knew nobody loved me in that house. Nobody. No one? Nobody. The two kids? It was all, everybody was in on it except me. I was the money guy. I knew it. What the fuck, bro? Just the dog. The dog looked at me. He's like, I don't know about you. Right. I got to go outside and take a shit. <laughs> it's me and you, dog. It's me and you, Carl. It's me and you. <laughs> Two chocolate labs. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you must have been relieved when the whole thing finally blew up. Like you wouldn't believe. But I also know, because I know you uh, past the podcasting, that you were, you were, you were pretty bummed. I was emotionally. Bummed, I, was bummed, I was bummed emotionally because, uh, because I had to give up. Everything I built. Right. That sucked. Right. I didn't think it was going to work out that way. Right. You know, but it ended up being the only way it could work out. So you're relieved. Oh, like, you wouldn't believe up. I feel... I feel like I got my life back. Right. You know? <sighs> we all do it, though, man. But I, I was just sitting there. I remember I was sitting in a park like, there's no way out of this. Right. There's no way for me to get out of it. Right. Finally, she figured out a way to get out, which was great. Right. Oh, in a way, you. Maybe she's like, she's like, you know. I remember I came in. She's like, "We're done." I'm like, "Shut up!" Really? Like it was. I I, I couldn't faster. I couldn't got the lawyer faster. In a way, you were happy that you almost should thank her that she was the one that figured out a way out because yeah. you weren't going to figure out a way out anytime no, I mean, soon. I was going to go down with the show. No kidding, man. I just came in. I came into my mind. I said, "This is it. This is my own doing." You know what I? I mean. Because my dad enabled my mom, right. so I think we learned that as kids. You know, I and this is going to be embarrassing, but I don't care. I, I like throwing this shit out there. I I wanted out of my old relationship forever, and I just right. didn't do it. Right. And one of the thoughts that was in my head was like, I was such a catch that I didn't know how she would survive without me. So I stayed in this relationship even though I wasn't happy anymore. <coughs> that's a normal how thought. stupid is that? But that's a normal thought. You think that's guys with power. You know what I mean? I like. I went in this relationship. I got when I got married. I was. 
Crushatron in New York City, right? I had access to everything. I was single until I was 36, 37 in New York City as a chef. Forget it, right? Do you understand? I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted. <laughs> the girls come up to me. I knew I could mouth what they were going to say to me. <laughs> right. I'm like, huh? you left your scarf, right? Okay. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock, come get your scarf that you left. Yeah. And I'd go to the box of scarves and be like, was yours the pink one? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of pink scarves. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, but, you know, it gets to the point where, and then I guess that's what happened. I lulled myself into, and they got me, boy. Hook, line, and sinker. Fuck. Clean. That's a gypsy. Yeah, clean kill. Gotta watch out for the gypsies. I didn't I didn't do any. I thought I was smarter than everybody. I'd laugh at people. Carl, you get married, you're on third base. Why would you get married? You're almost right. at home plate. Ah, 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 ah. I, I say this carefully because I'm team Carl. Right. But it might show what kind of person she is. I always liked her. Is that bad to say? I liked her too. I married her. Like I didn't see... Uh, I didn't see any of the cracks. Well, it was well-crafted. That's right. That's why I bring this up very carefully. Well see, I'm not a well-crafted individual. Like, I, you see, yeah. all my cracks are in the front. You know what I mean? Right. You'll see, you see, you see what I'm up to, usually because I'll tell you. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But, and it's funny, it's funny you should say that she figured out the way out, because with me, I was miserable. I was in this relationship. I felt like, you know, I, I was trapped and didn't know how to get out, but I never got married. Never bought a house with her. Never had kids, thank God, right? Uh, five weeks after I got fired from WNEW, driving home from, was it Montreal? Or I think was, I was driving home from Montreal. Halfway through the ride home, I went, yeah, you're not, you're not into this anymore, are you? And she goes, no. And then we had four or five more hours in the car knowing that it was over. And at that point, I should have said, you know what? Take the car. I don't need it. And I should have just fucking got out and that was it. But that's how it ended for me. And you know Why? Because I didn't have my job anymore, I wasn't I wasn't Opie from Opie and Anthony with that big run at NEW. I was just a schmuck at this point. I got fired, and five weeks later, I said, "You're not into this anymore." She said, "No." I I bet if I was still you know uh, on top of the radio world, she would have said, "No, I'm totally into this still." Goes I'm back goes back to our our point about you know people sort of uh, turning their backs on you when 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 the chips are down. But there's a great story. So I knew this relationship was wrong for a long time. And we went to, I think it was, I think it was Nantucket. We had a great time up there in Nantucket, Carl. And me and my ex were on the ferry back to Cape Cod. And her sister and uh, brother-in-law were also on this trip. And all of a sudden he, he grabs me. It's beautiful. We're in the middle of the ocean on a ferry. And he goes, come upstairs, you know. So we go upstairs to the open air on this ferry. He looks at me. And he's scared to say it out loud, even though we're uh, on the top deck and they're below. He goes, Greg, run, run. <laughs> he goes, you see my face? It's too late for me. Save yourself, run. And he's wow. whispering this. He's like, you're still a young guy. It's too late for me. I love you like a brother, but I don't want, I don't want us to be brother-in-laws. Run. And then we went downstairs, and he made believe everything was all uh, all on the up and up. Wow! And I think it still it still lasted a couple of years after that. So, 
That's why I asked, because I don't know. I think every guy does it. I think every guy, and probably women too, they're in a relationship, but they don't know how to get out of it. And, you know, maybe maybe, maybe the chaos is, is comforting. Maybe the chaos becomes normal. Maybe the misery, you know, becomes normal. I don't know. But I, I think... I, it, I, got, I got that. I just... Uh, that's a screen door. No bear. The bear. The hell door. was that? The screen door, the wind. Oh. So uh, I just got... Uh, I just dealt with it. It's like, uh, it's like doing a bid. You know what I mean? You get locked up. You just got to put your head down and do the bid. Right. Do the time. Why, as humans, do we do this? I don't know, dude. But I, I didn't see any other way. I was like, I don't want to blow this thing up. You know what I mean? I don't want to... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Talkspace, Talkspace.com, and ask them why do we do this? <laughs> Seriously, why do we do this? There better be some guy from Brooklyn on Talkspace because <laughs> I, should, I told you so. <laughs> Especially someone like you, because I know you're incredibly street smart. Oh, but that's and what you I'm can s- read people. I could read a mile away, and the problem is, is when I read the whole story, it was already too late, and I'm like, oh no, wow. And I just sat there. I was like. Oh, fuck. It's over. It's over before it even started. I was like, how is, how did I, how did I get here? And I just, I, it, and I said, the last thing I'm going to do is be depressed about it. And I, and I continue to just live. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that, that exasperated the situation. Yeah. Because then she got angry that I was having the time of my life. Right, right. (laughs) 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 She wanted me to be miserable. And I'm straight up like walking around with flip-flops eating cotton candy. (laughs) She's throwing everything at you. She's throwing everything at me. And I'm just like, whatever. And you got a smile. Yeah, I got a smile. Because... Because I gave up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, so I wouldn't fight about nothing. You know what I mean? She's like, she's like um, I don't want you at the restaurant when I'm at the restaurant. And you know, I was like, just tell me the days. <laughs> she's like, Thursday. I'm like, sweet. She's pulling out her playbook, throwing everything she, I mean, you. just saying stuff about <laughs> me. Like, you're a piece of garbage. I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> just smiled the whole. Way. I smiled the whole way through. <laughs> Thanksgiving, right. I go to th- I go to the Thanksgiving, and and like, their her family would would take my Restaurant Depot card, and our checks, and go buy everything for Thanksgiving on on my tab. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there with my knife and fork <laughs> that I paid for, just smiling. Pass the gravy. <laughs> Playing Yahtzee with the kids. I didn't give. One fuck, because I knew, and it would make everyone nuts, because they're all trying to kill me, and they're huddling in the kitchen, and they're huddling like, like, "This should work. This should, this this should break. This should break it." I mean, she did it before. You know what I mean? All of them. She comes from generations up. You know what I mean? You think, Uh, bro? Father married five times. Mother married two times. She's she's on a deuce, right? These were pros. This was this was the NFL. Damn. Meanwhile, I'm just getting tackled every hit and getting up like radio. <laughs> you were Rudy in that I shit. I was Rudy, bro. You couldn't kill me. After Thanksgiving, they're taking you out on their shoulders. Yeah. Carl, 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 Carl. And I was just impervious. I impervious to everything. I, you know what I mean? Like. Man. I'd be like, hey, did you see that watch? You know, I know she took it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, she's like, nope. I'm like, 
Where are you going? Gonna go buy another one. <laughs> Carl, 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 Carl. Bro, I was in California. Listen to this. I was in California. And, and uh, I come home. And she sold my car as a down payment so she could buy a big Mercedes wagon. Right? So now I had no car. Just the van. So that would make anybody nuts. And I was like, I go in, I walk in and go, sweet Benz. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Carl, thanks. Carl, Carl, thanks. Carl. And I would just sit there and I'd grab, open a bottle of bourbon. And just fucking, you know, like uh, she had her friends over. They drank. Uh, they used two of my bottles of Pappy Van Winkle damn. to make mixers with soda and stuff. Oh and like drinking with her friends. And I came home and I was like, oh, you drank the Pappy. Good, right? <laughs> she's just pulling her hair and out. She's literally, her real hair and her fake hair. She's just pulling this, it all out. None of this is working. None of this is working. And I'm just, I whistled through it. I whistled through oh, it. Taking a dog for a walk. <laughs> I'd come back on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, it was great. And like, if I had an event and I had to book, like they booked the event, you know, they booked it like the day before. I'm like booking a week before. Right. So I'm like in Miami, just, you know what I mean? Just hanging out. Oh, uh, good for you, buddy. But, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't get pinched on anything. Not a cheater. I've never been a cheater. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, that wasn't my thing. So I'm not a cheater. I bring all the money home. I was untouchable. Right. So I just skated through this whole thing while people were going insane. Around you. And just, I would walk into the living room and there was all those gypsies in there giving me daggers. I'm walking, eating Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bandana on the dog. <laughs> hey, you want some Cheetos? <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, anybody want anything from Duncan? <laughs> D&D. <laughs> Go to Double D. Anybody want anything? <laughs> You know, no, no one would talk to me. I'm like, I'm in the back grilling hot dogs by myself with like, with my little Bluetooth radio, like just right. listening to Freebird, <laughs> <laughs> dressed like a complete old homeless man. That's good. Oh, bro. it was the best. It was the. And, that's, and how I, you, that's how you get through it, right there. Just get through it. I whistled through the whole thing until finally she's like, "All right, well, right." How about this? How about this? I'm like, yeah, that works. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that one works. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> you officially broke this up, not me. Well, that's what they, they wanted me, you know, because if I did it, it would have been a lot different. Right. I understand that. Because then everybody's the victim. Right. You know what I mean? But that's not happening. But you're clean. Clean as you a whistle. You got out clean. Clean as a whistle. Oh, Carl, that's fucking uh, funny. It was I mean, it's fun. tragic and funny, but that's that's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get me. They never knocked me down, Ray. <laughs> they never, they never knocked, knocked me down, Ray. They never knocked right. me down, Ray. Jake Lamada. They used to come up with crazy <laughs> stuff. They used to go like... You got golf balls all over your face. You're like, I can take more. Let's Give go. Give me what you got. Let's go. They wouldn't tell me about family parties and then go, and I'd wake up and everyone's in the house. Right. Then I would just, I mean, but they didn't, they didn't think things through, so they'd be like, I'd go on Facebook. I'm like, there it is. And I would show up like two hours later. Hey, you guys forgot about me? <laughs> right to a cheeseburger. Like, and everyone was just looking at me like, what's for dinner? And I bring the dog, and my dog is like a wild animal. So he's, eating, he's eating everything at the barbecue. He's eating everyone's shoes. Knock down the watermelon salad. It's a mess. I'm just sitting there. And, and just making sangria. Anybody want a little sangria? <laughs> and they're just like, we hate this spit. We want him dead. Jesus. Oh, they were so racist. 
It was a good time. I mean, I, I mean, I, I lived right through it, right? And because I, I learned really early on, it, it was on. It was this was a ba- this was a battle for my life, right? You know what I mean? So I was like, guys, I don't know when I'm gonna end up in a ditch. So it is fiesta time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was like, Cinco de Mayo every day I, of the year. And never caught. I never got caught. Not even. Not even flirting. Nothing. Right, which made everybody nuts. A little extra cheese on the quesadilla. Yeah, and I would just be, you know, we'd go on vacations, and she would just try to like, like we went to, we went to, uh, I just got a check from from some TV thing, and she took it all and rented like this ginormous suite in Caesar's Palace. Jesus, like the top floor. It must have been. I don't know how much it was. Wow, it was like five white babies a night. That's how expensive it was. And I'm like, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? And I walk in, I'm like, woohoo! Nine TVs! <laughs> but outside the door, where you're like, oh my God, let's oh my get it together. God. Let's get it together. And then you open up the door, like, woo! Exactly. I'm like, just, Party time. just take it in. Right. Just take it all. You know what I mean? I'm like, she's going to take it all anyway. Let me enjoy it. Mean, let me enjoy sure. it while I'm here. Sure. So, like, she would buy stuff. Like, she would be like, oh, look at this purse. It's like five grand. I'm like, get two. Because <laughs> I knew I'm. The money was... I'm not getting it. Right. So I figured... Fuck. Might as well enjoy They got it. free Coronas at the Tory Burch store. Right. I'm going to sit here and get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, Carl. <laughs> and it was some just, form or another. I had the time of my life. And then I would eat whatever I wanted. You know, right. everybody in the house is eating salads. I'm like, Mickey D's run! <laughs> half hour! <laughs> Take your order in! <laughs> Take your order in! But uh, everybody was in on it except me, and and I knew it, so that was that's it. It was what it was. I learned a lot. Right. I didn't learn what to do. I learned what not to do. And with that, we're at the creepy cabin once again. Why don't we we gotta hit the road, bro? Yeah. It's time to hit the road. We gotta get you to ESPN. And we gotta step in, uh, stop in Pepe's for some pizza. So uh, I don't know. Should Joey take it away? Let's. You see got it, Joey. Okay. Joey, do your thing. Joey, take All it right. away. We're done for now. Here we go. Cuz. Nice. <laughs> Cuzaroo. Cuzaroonie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep this baseline steady. All right, let's go. Hold on, I gotta get my clothes. Get your uh, your chef jacket. Share this episode with a friend. Give us a five star review on Apple. Again. Follow Opie and Carl on all social media. OpieRadio.com for hats, shirts, and this podcast stream. On behalf of Opie, Carl, and the Westwood One Podcast Network, thanks for supporting Opie Radio. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Talk is Jericho with Chris Jericho. And special guest, D. Snyder. 63, and the Beatles were the first band I saw, and they were wearing these Beatle boots, Cuban heels. Yeah. And I've loved them ever since, and I'm still wearing them. I'm just the most comfortable shoe to wear on stage. on stage. Yeah. Talk is Jericho. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network.